and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Well, hello there. Thank you for joining us and downloading this podcast. I'm certainly honored that you have done so. May God bless you in your endeavor and search and learning the Bible. I certainly hope and pray that Christ would always be glorified as well. So today we're going to talk about a subject that I generally have always talked about, I guess, about once a year, somewhere along the way, uh, usually around Halloween. But I want to uh, go ahead and talk about this. Again, we kind of got in a discussion here locally, some people I visit with and try to study with. Uh, and I thought, you know what, I haven't talked about that on the podcast for a while. So we're going to talk about opening up a, a door to dynamic apostasy type ideas. And if you would please, please follow me along in a Bible. If you have one, please open it. You can always download one off the Internet. I know you can go to different websites that offer free Bibles and follow along as well. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, living in the free world currently, we uh, have all kinds of access to these types of things. But there are many ways, I believe, that we can get in trouble uh, with demons these days or a dynamic type activity. It is freely flowing through our culture. And I want to try to focus on two or three things uh, that can lead you astray. And you may not even realize that you're involved with dynamic type playing. First Timothy chapter 4 is what I'm going to be reading. But if you want to mark your Bible, flip over there to 1 John chapter 4 verse 1. We'll be there in just a few moments. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 says, But the Spirit explicitly says that in latter times some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons by means of hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience as with a branding iron. And he goes on to talk about different things, people who restrict and forbid marriage or advocate from restraining from certain types of foods and, and exchanging basically the truth for a lie type idea. I want to again express how important I believe that it is for us to understand that many people who claim to be Christians are involved in this type of activity. And just because somebody says that they are Christian does not necessarily mean that they are. Uh, talk is cheap. Words and actions speak a lot louder type thing. First John chapter 4, verse 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And he goes on to talk about the Antichrist. And actually, uh, this is the only 
place that I can find in the English Bible that uses the word Antichrist is in 1 John. So, secondly, though, kind of off the subject there, but I want to say this because if you're in a conversation with somebody who identifies as Christian, we tend to give them uh, more slack. We tend to believe them more. We we seem to want to trust them that uh, they say, oh, I've read the Bible, I've studied the Bible, and God loves you, and it doesn't matter how you live or how you talk. Well, if you test that spirit, you'll quickly find out that is a lie. They have seared their conscience. Uh, yes, God loves you. God died for you. He shed his blood for you. All of that. It's all true. But here is the seared conscience, the lie. doesn't matter how you live, talk, act, think, or walk. You can do what you want. And that's not true. The Bible says so. Uh, the Bible says that you cannot do those some things. And so I think it might add weight to their argument. But this is why I ask you to open a Bible and follow along. And I think we need to be careful and, and try these spirits. And just again, just because somebody believes in Jesus doesn't mean that they believe in the Jesus and the Bible. Uh, there's lots of cults out there. Oh, they might acknowledge that Jesus walked on the earth and planet, but they do not believe that he's God. They do not believe he's the creator. Uh, and the list kind of would really kind of go on in that uh, there's many teachings that Jesus and, and Lucifer are really twin brothers, and one's a good son and one's the bad son idea. Again, nowhere in Scripture can you find such a thing. There are churches out there that simply just do not recognize Jesus as the only way. They do not recognize that Jesus is their Lord and their Savior. And some people believe that Jesus, again, is a created being. This, again, is not consistent with what our Bible says. Some people believe that Jesus is an angel, just like Gabriel or any other angel that you might read about or talk about it from the Bible. Again, that is not consistent with what the Holy Scriptures teach. Some believe that Jesus was just a good man and he lived on the earth, that Jesus was probably not an average man. And again, but the Bible teaches us Jesus is God. John chapter 1, study that. Colossians chapter 1, study that. That is very clear that Jesus is God in the flesh. We must be careful not to take things away at simple face value. We, we must be able to see where people are coming from, what their beliefs are. And do I believe that they have a right uh, to teach and believe what they want? Well, yes, the God of the Bible allows that. So does the current laws of the land. But that doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it right at all. In fact, these people are teaching and following the doctrines of devils. There are so many people that are being led astray. Again, 1 Timothy 4, verse 1. 
basically says, In the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and the doctrines of devils. With this in mind, there are some things we as Christians should not engage in. And here's one. A blood covenant. Don't let anyone deceive you uh, that a blood covenant with another person is a way of strengthening love uh, or the best way to seal or settle an argument or an agreement. Many people really do not know much about blood. We believe that it's just a fluid that runs through our veins, uh, something that the heart pumps and so on. But really, blood is a lot more than just this. Blood is life. Without blood, there is no life. The spiritual aspect of the blood of Christ and, of course, the blood that runs through your veins. There is life in the blood. It has its really its own mouth that blood really can speak. And I'm going to give you an example. And your kids, some people are going to say, oh, that's crazy. But no, turn with me. Genesis, to the very first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 4, verse 10. He said, what have you done? This is God talking. The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. So, what have you done? You know, I've always thought that maybe... This is some kind of uh, metaphor type thing and that it shouldn't really be taken literally. But we we need to maybe think, rethink some of these type of ideas. Like the hand of God. I mean, God is spirit and and has no hand, but we get to point and we wonder when, Jesus, uh, when Moses is on the mountain, and he wants to see God, and God says, well, as I pass by, I'll put my hand over your face, because you can't see me and live. The problem with some of this type of thinking is the Bible uh, perhaps should be taken more literally than it really is a lot of times. Whether this is literally a physical voice or the fact that the blood was spilled In the act of spilling that blood, cried out to God again. Either way, it still speaks to God. And this is the point I'm trying to make. There's a reason why the blood of goats, bulls, are being used for this type of idea of cleansing in the Old Testament is because the blood had life in it. They were not in the Old Covenant, and I think this... I don't know why people would drink blood, uh, but you can't, under the Old Covenant, eat the meat that still has the blood in it. I mean, they were told to cook it. God did not want them to consume uh, this blood. And this is uh, some idea that they're sinning against God when they did that. There's a song that goes something along the lines, the blood will never lose its power. There's power in the blood, is another one that comes to mind. So when you make a blood covenant with another person or an object or even a God, 
Demons will hijack this because they need this kind of idea of life to operate. You may be thinking, well, this is making a simplistic uh, covenant with a person, no, no foul, no harm. But you're making a covenant, I believe, in the presence of demons. And when the covenant is broken, the blood will speak under the influence of demons. This has put so many people in trouble. And the problem may not start immediately. They might start when you have forgotten all about the covenant. A teenage boy falls in love with a girl when they're in high school. Uh, they felt nothing could come between uh, the two of them because they were in love. They make promises uh, to each other. And one day after watching a film, they get this idea of a blood covenant. They make this blood covenant that they will never leave each other no matter what happens. And they saw this as an ordinary covenant, you know, a, a promise type thing. They felt like it could never be uh, broken at any time. Uh, after they went to college, went to school together, what happens? They break up. Okay, they're no longer together. These two people died mysteriously in the same way on the same day, miles apart. I don't know, and I know these people who did this. Have you ever made this kind of a covenant before? Have you ever used your blood to promise something to someone else? You need to break that evil covenant if you have right now. It, it is a dangerous thing, I think, what you've done. It, it's never too late to replace the blood of an evil covenant with the blood of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24. And to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood, which speaks better than the blood of Abel. The second thing I think that we do as Christians that we need to stay away from is summoning or calling on demons. You know, when you make a blood covenant with somebody, that's really what you're doing. There's really no such thing as a friendly demon. TV shows might try their best to portray these demons in a lovely manner, but demons are very real, and they are, they, they're come to do three things according to the Bible. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. People may summon demons for various reasons. Maybe for money. Maybe for healing. Maybe for fame. And I believe the devil can genuinely, he can give people what they want in this world. The devil is the god of this world. And we can see that he can offer the kingdoms of the world. I mean, here's an example. Matthew. Matthew chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain, that would be Jesus, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. 
And he said to him, and now here's the devil talking to Jesus, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. I know all kinds of weird things can get somebody messed up on their theology. But the devil would never have offered to Jesus what he really could not do. He knows that Jesus is God. He knows that Jesus is not an idiot. He's very aware of what he can, Lucifer could offer and not offer. And as children of God, we do not summon demons. We don't play games associated with demons. We don't negotiate or talk with demons. And many of these people do not know that demons will give them and will not give them. They're going to give them just a little bit, but they're going to expect and take so much more in return. Many people have sold their souls, trusting in the demon rather than in God. Their whole attitude towards God changes when they no longer feel impressed by the Holy Spirit. They have given the devil total control over their lives. There are people who go around to spiritual mediators or spiritual advisors. And you're going to think, well, only non-Christians do this. But I want to tell you <laughs> that Christians do too. And as a preacher for many, many years, I'm going to tell you, there's people in the congregations where I've been who admitted that they have practiced this type of activity. This is the greatest test to know if somebody's playing around with demons. If they ask you what sign you are, you know that they are the subject and open to this dynamic playground, whether they realize it or not. Some people go to church, but they still summon demons. They still talk to and consult to demons. I've often thought, Many of the so-called pastors performing miracles are using the power of demons. And many Christians also play with these paranormal-type games, both in video and board games, where they summon demons, and they believe it's just a game. These games are not ordinary. They are dynamic. And if you're doing these type of things, you are doing demon things. And you need to stop playing these games. You will see people with cards, and they summon the demons. You see, some of the, the words they have spoken are ordinary, but the demons are present in the mist already. And, and listeners, if you want to know that you're not from the devil, and the person you should be calling on is the, the name of the Lord. Call upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says to call on the name of the Lord, not the devil. What fellowship do you have as a light over darkness? You and me as Christians are to be the light of the world. 
And, and you should not have any part of those who summon demons for fun or for healing or some type of temporary benefit. Run from these things and save your soul. Run from these things can, can give demons, if you allow these things, you give demons access to your life, your family, every area of your life. Something else, I think, that we need to uh, be very weary of, and that's making evil sacrifices. There's only one sacrifice for me as a Christian. And turn with me to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. We seem to kind of overlook uh, 2 Corinthians a lot for some reason. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 8 verse 9. The sacrifice that Jesus was made was from love from his heart to you and me. This sacrifice covered many things. And he became poor, really, so that you and I could be rich. Verse 9, For you know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake became poor, so that through his poverty might become rich. If anyone is telling you to kill an animal and to make a sacrifice, they're not doing it for God. God does not accept that. And yes, we still have that going on right in your neighborhood. I guarantee it. Many, many years in law enforcement, I promise you, we had those things going on. There are no sacrifices of animals that we need in the Christian walk. This may seem bizarre, again, to some of you, but believe it or not, there are so-called Christians in this country that go around the world that are doing this very thing. And they really, truly believe that they are being obedient to God. Some may not physically kill animals. Some just wash uh, blood on their dog because, you know, the dog spelled backward is God. Okay? That's really sick, folks. The killing of animals for sins is a substitute that is really no longer needed. And when people are doing this, they're saying that the blood of Jesus is not enough. That his blood was not good enough. They will soon, they, they find this substitution for the blood of Jesus in the presence of the Holy Spirit. It is shocking to see how many vulnerable people are into this snake salesman type preachers not preaching the word of God but substituting the things of God for great gain. Here's an example. Uh, I found this article. It's uh, timesnownews.com. Okay, this is where I found it. One example here. South African pastor passes gas on people's faces to heal them. Okay. I didn't make that up. This guy and his sevenfold holy ministries, and this is in South Africa. 
uh, and people just really truly believe that this guy's gas, excuse me, I'm trying to figure out the right word to use here, uh, is healing. Okay, that's really sick to me. The article goes on to say that this man has defended his methods, insisting that he is simply demonstrating the power of God. It started with this man when he when he stepped on when Jesus stepped on Peter or something. He goes on to talk about it. I'm not going to go in deep details. It, it's just weird. Okay, this is my whole point. It's just weird what some people will follow and believe. And if it's not from the Bible, it's if it's not from God, it's from hell. It's from the pits of hell. We need to really know our Bibles, listeners. We need to really, truly know what it says. And that's just, again, I, I know I say this countless times to the people who listen on a weekly basis. Open your Bible and follow along. Read it with me. And I certainly hope that you're studying and reading it throughout the week. Again, this is this one example that is way out, really weird, but people are falling for it. And what they're doing is passing this guy's gas up for the blood of Jesus. So Christians, they have been deceived on different different platforms, reaping what we sow in order to shake down the congregation for money. I think that's really what this guy's all about, and so many people are about. Again, yoga, we've talked about this, and people laugh at me. But yoga, meditating, not on the Word of God, shame on all of us if we're involved in that. This idea of tongues and interpretations in order to show some type of spiritual dominance over someone else? Ah, come on now. Anything that we substitute for the finished work of God is wrong. We need to run from them. We need to run as fast as we can. Here's another one. Again, I kind of alluded to this, but something else that Christians really honestly should not participate in is consulting sorcerers or spiritual advisors, going to fortune tellers, uh, those types of things. And a lot of people do it for entertainment, they say. They think it's funny. Uh, and again, I've had people who really profess to be Christian uh, go to these places and just to see what the future holds for them. Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 18. Deuteronomy chapter 18, and I'm going to read verses 10 through 13 here in just a moment. I don't know why it's so hard for us to trust in the Word of God and wait on God. I'm on, I wish God was on my timetable, but he is not, for whatever reasons. And we need to really just do our very best to, to 
wait on God. And I'm going to tell you, I know it's not easy. But we as Christians are not to practice this. Starting in verse 10. I'm in Deuteronomy chapter 18, starting verse 10. There shall be, oh no, no, it says, there shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, one who uses deviation, one who practices witchcraft, or one who interprets omens or sorcerer, excuse me, or one who casts a spell, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls upon the dead. Verse 12, for whoever does these things is detestable to the Lord, and because of these detestable things, the Lord your God will drive them out before you. Verse 13, you shall be blameless before the Lord your God. 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 8, uh, excuse me, chapter 28. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. But King Saul would call up Samuel uh, through the witch of Endor. And I remember getting into a discussion uh, with some people in the church I was uh, pulpit minister at up way up north. And they... Uh, they just simply did not believe any of this was true. They didn't believe that Saul really had this lady call up the dead. But again, folks, if the Bible says it happened, it happened. It's really that simple. As a Christian, either you believe the entire Word of God or you don't believe any of it. There's just no sitting in this middle of the road. You cannot make your own interpretations. You know, I gave about a six-week podcast series here, oh, maybe close to a year ago now, but where we did this series on interpreting the Bible using the Bible. And in the Word of God cannot contradict itself. Because if, it, if it's always in a contradiction, then how can you trust any of it? We make... God means God's a liar, and I'm not personally going to go there. King Saul became very impatient with God, and he wanted an answer right away, and he wasn't willing to wait. And what happened? God took Saul's kingdom away. You know, there might have been some praying for someone for a long time. This doesn't mean that you should stop praying. doesn't mean you should give up on your prayer. We need to wait on the Lord. And, you know, patience, you know, is a virtue. And my mother always told me that, uh, that I was the most patient person she ever knew. And I, I, much as I appreciate the uh, compliment, I don't know if I really am or not. Something I'm always working on. Psalm 27 verse 14 says this, Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. This is something that uh, I am constantly trying to do. Wait for the Lord. 
And when I do, my life is so much better when I can look back and think, well, God had it all in control. Doesn't mean that I enjoyed going through it, but it was a learning experience. And as you learn and grow, you become more patient. You start to see a bigger picture. And I think this is why God wants elders leading his flock, not youngers. Among many other reasons, he wants elders. But I think this is one of them. I think the older we get, we, we learn to be a little more patient. We try to take in the whole picture. We try to search and find the truth to get to the, the bottom of whatever the situation might be. I, I appreciate you listening to this podcast. I, I really do. I certainly hope and pray that if you're involved with uh, this type of stuff, Ouija boards, eight balls, horoscopes, um, going to the fortune tellers, you know, whatever, that you'd stop and really ask God for forgiveness. Not to make blood covenants with others. You don't know what their spirit really is. I mean, they can smile and uh, I'll pick on Joe Olstein. I mean, guy's got a billion-dollar smile. His dentist is probably very wealthy. Do I know his spirit? Uh, I know what he teaches and don't agree with it. Because he would say, you can do what you want. God loves you, and he's got a happy life for you. Well, yeah, God loves you, and he wants you to have eternal happiness with him. Life on earth is hard. And we need to be able to be waiting and patiently serving our God. Thank you for listening. I certainly hope that you'll continue to listen to us each and every week. We release our podcast. Please pray for this ministry as we continue to to try to uh, do a quality podcast that makes people think, uh, go on subjects that uh, perhaps you don't hear in your local congregations. I certainly hope that you are involved with a congregation that is teaching the entire Word of God, not just your favorite subject, chapter, and verse. Hopefully they are teaching you the entire Word of God. It is a beautiful book. It is a deep book, and it is a continual lifelong journey and study again thank you for listening may god bless you may he always have the glory thank you for listening to this week's podcast be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com all one word all lowercase in addition we have a prayer request page a way of contacting us a statement of faith and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may he have the glory.